Welcome to a healthy bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff. Hey, it's Rebecca, and today's Healthy Bite, we are talking to Manuel. Is that, I want to make sure I get your, the pronunciation. Yeah, that's correct, Manuel, yeah. And your position at Custodio is? A BP, Vice President of Product. Okay. And Custodio, if you've been with um, me for a while, you have read some of my articles about Custodio. It is a, well, I, I'm actually going to let you tell a little bit about what Custodio is. But today for the Healthy Bite, we're going to be talking all about internet safety for our kids. But I also want to confess that I use Custodio for my own safety. So tell us a little bit about what Custodio is, how it works, and just kind of give us a general idea. So in a nutshell, custodio is peace of mind for parents. I, I, I have a daughter, right? So to me, the reality is that our kids are, uh, are uh, digital uh, all the time, right? So they are connected, hyper-connected, using many screens, uh, mobile phones, tablets, smart TVs. And then that's great because they could get tons of interesting stuff. But at the same time, when they get there, they get in a whole new world where you could find uh, like cyberbullying, you could find grooming, there's different risks. And custodio, as a parent to me, feels like uh, my network, my security, my peace of mind helping me to ensure that my kids, when they are online, they are safe, they are enjoying, but at the same time, they are protected, right? So it's kind of uh, the definition I, I, I have for custodio. Okay, now I don't want to get too technical, but is custodio software or hardware, or how do you describe what it actually is? Uh, from a product perspective, let's say, it's a, uh, it's a software, it's an app, right? So basically, you, you say, hey, which devices my kids are using, or even myself, you mentioned that sometimes you are using Custodio for yourself, right? So uh, Custodio needs to be installed in the, um, in the device that you want to monitor or to supervise or to protect. And since that moment, Custodio starts having the information, and then you could either use Custodio more to have a a general summary of what is going on, or you could set up certain limits. For instance, hey, let's say your kid is six years old and you don't want him or her to be like watching violence or pornography. So you could filter out and say, hey, I want to filter out all this content, right? So basically in custody works in the devices that the software is installed. Could be a mobile phone, could be a tablet, could be a Mac, could be a Windows, could be different devices. Right. So we started out putting Custodio, and it, it was actually very easy to install on our devices. I started out with it on the computers. I ended up putting it on my daughter's phone. Um, and eventually I put it on my own devices because one of my websites got hacked and I was going to go to my website. I just innocently typed in my URL and this porn site popped up. And I was like, ah. Oh. I don't want to see it. Oh, thank God none of my kids are around. And of course, then I contacted the person to fix it and everything. But it made me realize how easy it is to end up on a website with stuff that we don't want to see. And at that moment, because I know I would never go and look for these particular things, I wasn't thinking about my own computer, but sometimes my kids use my computer. And, you know, I just decided, okay, this is for my own 
you know, just for my own peace of mind, I'm putting this on my own computer because I don't want to stumble across that again. So I went ahead and I put it on my computer. And like you said, it's so easy to set up the controls. You just click on the rules and you just filter out the things that you don't want. You can filter out pornography. You can filter out mature content. You can pick specific websites to filter out. And what I love with my kids, sometimes they'll come to me and there's a particular website that maybe is blocked because I blocked a general theme, but there's one website that's still blocked and they want to see that website. All I have to do is add that to the list of okay websites. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's right. And I think you, you mentioned something which is, uh, custodio at the end is also a mechanism to to educate and to teach your kids right so whenever we have kids you you, you are also mother so you are you, we care about what they eat right so you don't uh, give them every day sweets or cakes you, you you set up some limits so for digital it's the same i think people believe it's a completely different thing but it's not it's something that is part of the reality and as father mother we have the obligation to really educate our kids and the first path to educate is understand what is going on if i see my daughter watching videos of anorexia uh, probably what i want to do is not just blocking but have a conversation with her is like hey it's just curiosity or is really because you want to to be like that youtuber who is like uh, really uh, promoting anorexia then I, I could have the right conversation and depending on my parenting style depending on the family situation depending on how my kid is I really have the tools to have the conversation so I, I always encourage people to combine the tool with conversation because then you could define the limits based on your reality and when people ask me what is the right limit I don't really know right every family is different who am I to tell you then we offer and, and we believe that's the beauty of custodio um, the tools so you create your own uh, filters and you learn and, and the more your kids are educated the more uh, the less limits you need right because they, they know what is dangerous for them so but yeah, you need to educate them and you need to, to give them tools also to see what is going on I had this conversation with my daughter like yeah, yeah yesterday I was only 20 minutes connected and then I say well you were three hours it's like yeah I, I lost perspective right so this is helping helping me as a, as a father I'm not talking now as custodial employee, but it's a matter to, to have this conversation. So I, I really see the, the beauty of this part of the product, like fostering and triggering these conversations. Right. And I think something that you said there about the conversations that's happened to us as well, what I love about Custodio is it helps me kind of get a, a, a handle on what my children are curious about. And they know ahead of time, because that's the kind of parenting style I have, is that they know I am going to be checking to see what they've been searching for. And that's what I love about Custodio as opposed to some of the other uh, filtering systems that I've tried with Custodio. I can click on the exact link that my child looked on and I can see where she went and what she was looking at. And so then that can, like you said, lead to a conversation because kids, this is how they stumble upon this stuff that we don't want them to see online is just curiosity. And sometimes they're afraid to talk to us. So it is, kind of a tool that has helped to open up a lot of conversations. And so I do have a lot of, I, I wrote a pretty couple of pretty in-depth uh, blog posts about those. So if you guys are listening and you want to know more about how Custodio works, you can go to those. I'll make sure to put the links in the show notes and everything, but I want to change tracks and talk about an infographic that you uh, Custodio has sent to me. And it's talking about how Custodio had mined its platform for data and from like 200,000 plus users in the US over a one month period. And 
you came up with this infographic and it's talking about the findings, which were pretty surprising, but maybe not surprising for some people. Uh, I was surprised the top three games played by girls was Roblox, which I've never heard of, but of course I'm old. And then Fortnite and Minecraft. And then the three games played by boys were Roblox, Minecraft and Clash Royale. So I thought it was really interesting. Parents are, it says parents are only blocking about half of the most addictive video games and all of the top games kids play contain some sort of violence. Yeah, absolutely. I think games is a super interesting. And um, by the way, there's a lot of fans of gaming here in, in our office. We have old arcade machines. So it's not like we are saying, hey, games are wrong because we love games. What we learn is that each game could be really nice but could be really dangerous and, and, and we're talking to the guys of common sense media and they help us to see which games are really dangerous and then we were also surprised to see that some of the games considered by experts as dangerous are not really blocked and the reason is that we as parents as you said we don't know the games that kids are playing right so i i, I didn't know roblox until i joined custodia and i saw my daughter starting playing so i think it's very difficult for, for us parents knowing all the games so it's true there are certain games that apparently are innocent and they're that could be really dangerous and, and the other way around like games that maybe they are nice games and in fact you want your kid you promote your kid playing that because that is educational right so uh, you are right we, we were surprised that uh, games that uh, are really considered as dangerous according to this common sense media ranking are not even considered, right? So this uh, uh, could be Fortnite, could be the, some elements of the Sims or Overwatch. The, these are games that, hey, kids are playing, and your, your, your first reaction as a father is, is this an, a nice game or is not a nice game? And if it's not a nice game, I think you need to have the conversation, give some context to your kid, maybe play with him or her, right? That's another option that we recommend. But you need to know that maybe your kid is seven years old and is playing something, which is basically killing people with strong violence, right? So then you need to know that and you need to give your kids, hey, you know, that, that is just a game, right? So you know, it's, it's the right thing. It's important that we educate our kids because otherwise they get the new normal for them and games is this. It's the same for pornography. We, in different infographics, we see, hey, it's not just that kids with nine, 10 years are watching pornography, it's that the type of pornography they are seeing are normalizing situations that are completely wrong and they're really uh, harmful for the society, right? So I think it's, it's very important. So on the, uh, specifically on games, definitely. We saw, uh, as you said, 50% of the most dangerous games not being blocked because parents say, oh, that could be a nice game, right? So I'm not gonna spend time watching through it and understanding. So that's, that's why we create this infographic. Right, and um, I think there's um, another aspect to video games beyond just the video game itself. For example, we play Minecraft as a family. I, I have six kids and most of them enjoy playing Minecraft. I think I have one daughter who doesn't really like any kind of video games, but the other five enjoy playing Minecraft. And so, you know, kind of in the parental, if you can't beat them, join them uh, kind of spirit, I decided to have a Minecraft. So I guess about, I don't know, maybe seven years ago, I created my own Minecraft character. And I have to say, I was amazed at how addictive this game is. So we started playing and I was building things and it was amazing. Or, you know, there's certain ways you can play it where you're like mining for diamonds and different things. So whether you're playing creative or or survival mode. And so I really started getting into this and having my own world. And then I would be out and I would see something like a truck going down the interstate with 
turf where they're going to go build something like landscaping and there would be turf stacked up and I would think, oh, that's a grass block. I want to play Minecraft. And I mean, there were certain things that would trigger it, or I would hear my kids talking about playing Minecraft after school. And I would think, I wonder if I have time to play it. And I thought, man, if it's this addictive for a 40 year old, what's it like for kids? But yeah. the danger, I feel like with um, things like Minecraft is when they, when kids are playing it by themselves, that's one thing, but there are these servers where kids can play with total strangers, right? Absolutely. And I think that, that, that's the, that, that's very important remark because you get these grooming, these strangers reaching uh, online and they use the games as an entry door, right? So, and could be obviously for, uh, let's say, uh, sexual topics, but could be even in some cases they are ripping off and getting some money, right? So they, they say, hey, sell me that, give me, this is the bank account, and they get ripped off in terms of money, and they use the credit card of the, of the family. So I think it is, it's really, really important what you did, which is understanding the game and seeing potentially what they, what they are doing, because again, Minecraft, as you said, could be a fantastic game, addictive game, and healthy game, Right? So it's not different to the offline games we used to play in the 80s, probably, right? It's just gaming and it's fine. The problem is that uh, you are opening a gate, a massive way for, let's say, the wrong people or weird people to reach your kids. So you, you need to be watching, you need to be observing, and you need to understand if they are interacting with the people that they do not know. And obviously, they don't have a nice purpose or they, they have uh, such a... Uh, seek intentions that it's important that as parents we know what is going on yeah. right i mean you hate to think that but there are predators out there and they go on these uh, minecraft servers and other game servers with the intention of you know getting in touch with kids and that's oh. where parents need these filters so how does custodio come into play for example say my kids are playing minecraft and they try to go on to a server how does custodio help you in this situation so the, the first thing that you get is uh, an understanding of the time spent, right? So and I think that's, that, that's always a first step because you could always say it's a nice game, it's an interesting game, it's, but time is relevant. And if that happens, that it's playing four hours per day, it's playing at night, it's playing at certain points, it's not going out with real friends, then that creates the first conversation, right? So I, I think the first step is to check the limit, the time, and the moment of the, the connections. Once you have that, because Custodio helps you not only to know the time, but the time and the device, you, you could start having the, the conversation. Also, uh, we, we obviously encourage parents to have this conversation, and then we keep working with, the, with our customers to say, what would be the next thing you would like to have on those specific things on gaming, right? Because there is this uh, friction that parents want to keep a, still a healthy relationship with kids and you don't want to overstep. And, and then I, I feel wrong if I'm reading the message of my daughter unless she allows me to do that, right? So I think that uh, there's uh, this element of privacy that I think as a parents we, we have also to help. So I think it's important to keep a balance because just forbidding and just saying no, 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 and you cannot use it is not right. So I, I think my recommendation or custodian recommendation is understand the time, right? Maybe you could set a healthy time limit and then start asking in a nice way, who are you playing with? What are you doing? And try to have this conversation also. Let them know that they could share. You, 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 you mentioned it before that sometimes they don't even know that something is wrong or they are afraid they did something wrong. So I think you need to create 
the, the conversation. You need to foster this conversation. So our recommendation is that we, we try to go not beyond that because at one point we also believe kids need to have uh, their own space, their own privacy. And then if you overstep, then you are creating the wrong incentive, right? But again, it's hard to give uh, an answer for every type of family because every type of family has personal circumstances, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and I'm always sticking to this because, hey, maybe what works for me as a family doesn't work for your family or doesn't work for someone else's family. Every situation, even the same family, two kids are completely different or the same kid is having a behavior until late and all of a sudden something happens in the school and something changes, right? So I think uh, for us, that, that, is a, that, that is the approach of the game, in letting parents know what's going on, the high level, and then uh, creating the the incentives to, to, to have the conversation with kids. But from a technical aspect, what would a parent see if their child joined a game server? What will we see on our filtering end? So basically you see uh, the time uh, is connected and then the URLs in case there's a follow-up URL that the kid is visiting. As a result, you, you have a sense of not only the time, but also the specific things and even uh, from the games you could get into different territories. So you also know that, right? So you know the, the, the specific URL. So I think you, you have in a, in a nutshell, both the activity and the time. And then I, I think then when you have a good understanding plus, as you mentioned, you have the keywords that they are searching. So you also capture the intent, which sometimes is more, much more relevant, right? So if you see your kid is playing and after that is searching for, I don't know, gambling or betting or these things, you could start understanding there's a relationship on what happened after the, the game is. I mean, we, we, we tried uh, to keep some element of privacy and also there's uh, uh, elements of, of, of data protection that, that we need to follow. Yes or yes, there's no other chances. Uh, mm -hmm. so we, we, we want to stick to those standards. Uh, so that's the way we do it. Uh, we, we give parents enough information uh, but uh, there's some elements that they need to go into have the specifics. But at least they have the URLs, the time connected, the apps they spend. So altogether, we, we believe it's great to, 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 to have this, uh, this information. Also, and it's interesting you mentioned, you keep having or we keep having interviews and conversations with parents. And obviously some of them want to have more specifics. Some of them uh, wants us to, uh, in a way, curate these uh, games and say, hey, which ones do you recommend? So. We are, uh, we, we are trying to, to have these ongoing conversations with the parents to ensure that we adapt the product to their needs. We don't want to force a world where everything is, is in a way, but we want to offer parents different paths. So that, that is the, the way. So we having, I remember a family saying what we do is every night, we also have to study for ourselves. So we share what we did with our kids and then the conversation is not about, hey, you are doing the wrong thing. It's, hey, yeah, I, I also spend some time doing, uh, watching stupid uh, movies online because I need it. I, I, I was out for work. I needed 20 minutes watching something on Netflix. So having this, uh, this mindset, I think, is, is the best way to, to address the, the conversation. And also we, we, we get a lot of, of kids saying, yeah, that's fine, but you know, the, my, my benchmark is my parents, they are always look, uh, looking at the phone. Uh, they are always like, they don't have time to spend with me, right? So when I say I need to talk, it's like, let me finish this email, this work email, let me, I'm watching Netflix. So I think that, that, that's also very telling, right? So what kids are doing is like, it's not that they don't want limits. I mean, kids say, I want my parents to help me and to protect me, right? So obviously they don't want control on everything but they need some boundaries because they don't know what is right or wrong they are 
uh, native, digital, but they are not experts, right? Because this is new, so they, they don't really know. No one knows at this point what is healthy, what is unhealthy. That needs to be some somehow of education and, and, and conversation. So kids also want basically, hey, my parents, if they care about me in the same way they care about what I eat, they need to care about what I do online. They, mm -hmm. they need to do that. Maybe initially they say, oh no, I don't want my dad. But, but, but if you go deeper, if you ask the right questions, then what you get is like, hey, I want to feel that they care about me. And what I do online is important in my life. Therefore, I want them to, 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 to in a way, care about that, care about that. Yes. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I do use Custodio sometimes as a time manager. I'll go back and look to see how I spent my time when I was on the computer. And that made me think of another topic, which is YouTube. Um, can you tell me what's new with Custodio and YouTube? That's a very, very good question. Uh, YouTube, uh, I think, has internet is YouTube in a way, right? So when you ask each of uh, five, six years, 70, 80% of them are watching videos in YouTube. And YouTube, I think, is a perfect summary of the internet. Great content, educational content, and garbage, sorry mm -hmm. to say, right? So it's really uh, wrong videos, unhealthy content. So then what happens is that uh, we decided to spend a few weeks and a few months to see what else can we do for parents on YouTube. And what we are doing there in YouTube is, first, you get a more detailed uh, list of the videos that your kid is watching. So you could specifically say, hey, it's not two hours on YouTube because two hours on YouTube could be fantastic and watching how to play guitar, right? So that's nice. Or could be watching how to kill someone, right? So that's completely wrong. So those two hours are not the same. So we give some visibility on the video and we also give them a summary of how many videos and which type of keywords that uh, the kid is searching. So you start getting a good understanding of what is going on in YouTube because YouTube becomes, I don't know, 60, 70% of the time of the kids online. So basically our recent brand new YouTube uh, monitoring service offers parents a more advanced um, insight on what the kids are doing in YouTube. It's like a custodio of the YouTube, right? In a way, it's a mini custodio. So it's still in the early stages and we are learning and, and, and we uh, did a beta in, in July to some customers now, we open to everyone. So we encourage all our customers to bring us ideas because some of them say, hey, it would be good also to uh, blacklist certain keywords, right? So if you try to, to search for something, those keywords are not allowed or in the title. So we are really collecting, but the basic service we have now is, is the monitoring and we are getting good, good feedback. I think parents are saying, that's a great step. And as usual, when you offer something new to people, they, everyone was born, right? So we are in that phase of collecting feedback, but definitely it's something that took us a few months. And from a technology perspective, it was a bit of a challenge. And we know, uh, because sounds like obvious, but there's many complexities, but we are really proud of what we did. And, 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 and we also see partners giving us encouraging messages. So we want to invest more in this YouTube experience. And what we try to do is listen to our customers, right? So we have, this service now available and we are collecting feedback and the next iteration of YouTube is going to be based on what our parents want, right? And I'm also a, a customer, so I'm one of, of those providing feedback, but we want really to have um, the more information there. So I encourage all the users to say, hey, what is this uh, YouTube service or monitoring should have? Because obviously we know it's, uh, it's not finished because internet is so broad that there's always some corner cases and we wanted to start with something that we believe is meaningful 
because a few of us are parents, so it's in a way easy for us to define what would be useful, but we want uh, more people to, to give us feedback and say, hey, why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? And then the, the, the mindset that we have is to keep iterating on this. So we, we are really happy, but believe me, it was, uh, has been one of the most challenging projects from a technical perspective for, for different reasons, but uh, now we are happy that we managed to get this on, um, available for our users, it's available for all users, and yeah, we, we want to keep iterating on this. Great. Yes, I think that that was a really important thing that you added. When when I first started using Custodio, that was not um, one of the things that you offered. So it was, you know, maybe a year and a half ago when I started using Custodio. And now I know when that email came out in July, I was like, wow, this is going to be a game changer for a lot of people. Because I know a lot of um, younger parents do let their children have maybe an iPad to watch some things on YouTube and they, you know, they want to know that their kid is safe. And so I feel like this is a huge step for Custodio and, and very useful tool for parents to be able to help their children to be able to learn because there are a lot of educational things on YouTube, but like you said, there's also a lot of garbage. Yeah. So I'm glad, um, I'm glad that you like it. And I think for us, is something that we want to give investing. Also, not only to Custodio, but I learned that 70% of videos in YouTube come from the recommendation, right? So it's triggered by YouTube. So wow. that's creating that, uh, that recommendation in a way that the way it's designed for is to maximize the time you spend online, right? So that, that, that uh, YouTube algorithm, basically the, the main purpose is to keep you uh, spending time online. And then it's when you all of a sudden say, wow, I've been the last three hours watching videos. I just started just to watch a song, and then I end up being, uh, if that happens to us, imagine to kids, right? And the problem is that if there's a blurry line between, hey, this is just a prank, right? So oh, it could be funny, but then prankers could become like more, uh, and, and there's a journey, and little by little, the great line, when my daughter was like five years old, she was watching Dora the Explorer, uh, you know the show, right? Mm -hmm. So she was, and all of a sudden, it was a prank. And she was shocked for three, four days and she didn't want to watch more videos because the prank, is, it was not a funny one for her, right? So it was really uh, Dora the Explorer uh, having pain. And, and, and you could say, what is the impact of an, in a kid of five years? So if you don't know, luckily enough, I was there and, and she was like, yeah, what happened? But imagine you have your daughter or your son watching videos and then they get in this path of, unhealthy videos, wrong videos, that, that, that is a part that you as a father or as a mother, you want to know what is going on and, and you want to have the conversation, right? And unfortunately, some cases are very easy to detect. You could say sex, violence, jihadism, but then the, the, the blurry line is about, what about anorexia? What about slim girls, right? So the, the line sometimes is not that clear. So unless you have good visibility, uh, you, you, you could feel, oh, everything is perfect. Uh, it's three hours, it's content created. No, that is not really the case, unfortunately. Right, and that's an important um, subject that you brought up because um, they do say, research has shown that kids that are prone to talking about suicide or cutting, harming themselves, um, they will a lot of times go online and go into these forums and it kind of, they feed on each other and it can spiral out of control really quickly. And I think it's just a really useful thing that when parents see these things popping up in their filtering, in their monitoring, that that is a very easy way to 
you know, gain access to talk to your child about what is going on. Um, and it, it can be a very delicate, you know, topic to bring up with your kids and it, it's, it's really hard, but it is a tip off. So if you see these things that your child is searching for, it is, you know, something that you are able to bring up with your children. Absolutely. So. What you describe is sad, but true. The reality of these people prone to commit suicide to make the comments. So uh, it's, it's our reality. So it's very important. That's why I, we also like the idea of giving information about the keywords because maybe the keywords are not the specific video, but show you the intent, what is in, in your kid's mind. And, and I strongly believe in keywords as an element saying, hey, if I see certain type of keywords, feels that there's some curiosity out there, right? And, and I just really want to talk to, to, to my daughter and say, hmm, what is interesting? Why are you asking these questions? And maybe it's just curiosity. It's not that they plan to do that, but they heard something at a school, a kid killed himself. So, they, they, so you could have perfect conversation. Yeah, mm -hmm. reality is that some people kill themselves, suicide, and then you can explain and give some context. Otherwise, the only context they will get is the YouTube uh, context, which I said could be fine, but could be completely misleading or, or even sick. So you don't want your kid to only have the, the, the expertise coming from any random YouTuber. You really want to have your voice on it and say, hey, take care, be careful, that is just fiction or this is just a part of reality. Uh, we need to have this conversation with kids. It's super important. I, I keep saying it's not a matter of just setting limits or controlling. It's a matter of understanding what is going on and then have the conversation with them. Conversations, yes, keeping that line of communication open is so important. Um, well, before we go, is there anything that you think that we have maybe skipped over? Anything really important that parents need to know about, you know, online access, filtering, monitoring, or custodial in general? So, to me, um, I said I, I, I'm a bit of repeating myself uh, lately, but hey, made digital as important as, uh, as food for your kids, right? So all parents care about food and education, right? You care what about the school, what about what are they eating? So put digital or technology at the same level because it's feeding their minds, it's feeding their mindset, so you need to put it in the same level. And then adapt to your reality, to your personal circumstances, to the kids' circumstances, use tools, hopefully custodial, but use tools to help you, right? So it's the, you don't need to, to become if you are not a controller, you don't need to become a controller, but you just need to be like, hey, understanding what is going on. So put at the same level. That's my kind of tip of advice. And, uh, be, because by doing that, you are doing uh, what you are supposed to be, which is educate your kids. And you need to, we need to educate our kids on that. And yes, it's hard because we haven't been educated, but guess what? We are the in, in between generation, right? So we were not born with technology, but we are learned to use it in a way our kids are born with technology, so we are in this uh, interesting generation in between, right? So probably like the first time TVs were at homes and they say, oh, TVs could kill families, so, and then people learn how to use TVs. So I think we're in that situation and, and we need to find the right way to do it. So uh, learn, be flexible, but spend time. Put it as a priority in your family um, conversations. Right, so not controlling, but being aware. Yeah. And I agree. Um, 
nutrition, mental health, and definitely, you know, I think exercise, sleep, and, you know, being aware because technology is not going away. It's here to stay. And I know for a while, I mean, when my older children were younger, um, there was a lot of just like, just don't, don't get started on going online. Don't do that. But it's just not possible today. I mean, most of the school systems have um, access to the internet. Kids in high schools are required to have either an iPad or a tablet or some type of electronic that they even use them in the classroom. So it's not going away. So I think that you nailed it with um, not trying to be in control, but just being aware. And that's where Custodio comes in. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you, it would be even unfair for your kids, as you say, don't use technology, right? Because they are going to be uh, like other people are using it and they need to know what is that and they need to learn how to use it, right? So, uh, you you will teach your kids, hey, be careful with drinks, smoking. So technology is could be fantastic, but could become an addiction like drinking um, and smoking, right? So you, you you need to to give them the tools for them to create like, hey, what is healthy and what is not healthy, right. what is right and what is wrong. And that's part of our duties as parents, right? Educate our kids and give them the enough mechanisms for them to self-regulate with uh, with time. Yes, I think it's a great way to create boundaries, healthy boundaries. And I mean, it, it can be a humorous way as well, because I, I like to say that if you want your kids to appear before you like magic, just go on Custodio and click block internet and they will show up instantly. Yeah. There they absolutely. are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's also, that's a good one. I, I, I will, I, I will use it with my daughter today. Let's yeah. see what happens. <laughs> yeah, if you're like, where is she? Oh, okay. Let me go on Custodio because that's, yeah. I've done it with my my phone on my boys. They're like, Mom, <laughs> what happened to my like, oh, I just wanted to see your face. <laughs> That's a nice one. That's a nice one. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate you being here. I'm going to make sure that all of the links to Get Custodio for your family will be in the description box. If you're watching the video, they'll be in the show notes. If you're listening to the podcast and Custodio is nice enough to give me a coupon code. So if you use Organic Mom, you can get 10% off of your Custodio. That's just O-R-G-A-N-I-C-M-O-M. You can find that coupon code in the show notes. And like I said, it will be in the description box. Thank you so much for being here and helping us to Thank educate. You. I Thank really you. appreciate your time. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review so other people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero-waste lifestyle, and lots more on ThatOrganicMom.com. Help us spread the word. Be blessed and stay healthy.